0: All right, I think we can all agree that every new investor struggles with the same issues. They're out there talking to motivated sellers. They're finding deals, but they're unsure of how to comp these properties and how to determine what they are worth or what the ARV is. There's a tremendous amount of anxiety trying to figure out how to find the after repair values. Now, we all know that in order to make a great offer on a property, you have to start with the end in mind, meaning you really should know the ARV or the after repair value of the property before you can discount it and subtract your repairs and or wholesale fee to get your perfect offer amount. Well, if you're like me and you're not a licensed real estate agent, it's difficult to get access to your local MLS without asking your agent or bugging your buddies who are licensed all the time to run those comps for you and generate those estimated values. Well, not to worry. There's a company out there that can grant you MLS access to view and comp properties nationwide. I want you guys to go to dpipodcast.com forward slash comps, and you can even get a free 14-day trial to test it out for yourself. Now, not only can you use this company to get comps and generate ARVs for these deals that you're finding, but you can also use it to help you find out how much the property owner owes on the property so you're not overpaying. Did I mention that you can use this company to also pull lists of motivated sellers? When I do marketing, I'm looking for vacants, absentee owners, high equity, pre-foreclosure, and many, many more reasons that the owner might be motivated. These guys can help you generate these lists so you can market them accordingly. I like like to mail them and also skip trace them so my team can call or text them. Again, if you're having problems getting comps, I want you guys to go to dpipodcast.com forward slash comps to get access to a 14-day free trial so you can run your own MLS comps and even use this company to pull your own list of motivated sellers. I use them to run my comps and to pull my list. If you're not using them, you are absolutely missing out. So check them out today. dpipodcast.com forward slash comps for more information.
1: Welcome back to season two of the Discount Property Investor podcast. Our mission is to share with you what we have learned from our experience and the experience of others to help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate the Discount Property Investor way. Make sure you never miss an episode and download the Discount Property Investor app in Google Play or iTunes today. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit freewholesalecourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. Thanks for tuning in. All right, guys, welcome back
0: to the Discount Property Investor podcast. This is your host, David Dodge. Today, we have a special guest. Jamil from Keegley. I've been following these guys online for a couple months now and they're doing some really, really cool things. Some, some, th- some things that are a little different um, that I hadn't seen until these guys brought it to light and I'm really happy to have Jamil on my show today so we can pick his brain about what he's doing and he can hopefully teach us a couple things that we don't know Love it. let's welcome our guest jamil how you doing today buddy
1: i'm fantastic man i'm happy to be here how are you
0: i'm doing awesome man happy to have you on the show today <laughs> that's right that's what's up so jamil um uh, whenever i was introduced to you originally it was um on social media different mastermind groups people talking um so on and so forth however when um when your secretary or whoever you were working with sent me over um, you know, information about you, that's whenever I was like, okay, cool. I've been wanting to meet this guy. I've been wanting to interview this guy for a while anyway. So this is a perfect opportunity. And then the list of things that for interview topics, and I'm going to read this cause it's comical um, in a good way, not in a bad way, <laughs> rapid match. So topics to discuss rapid market expansion, The steps it it takes to roll out a new market and how to scale your business in a big way. Wholesaling and working in multiple markets plus virtual wholesaling and how to dominate a market you aren't physically in. Wholesaling 70 plus deals in one month in one market plus all things dispositions. The transition from solopreneur to running and growing a company of 30 plus people. That's not even half the list. (laughs)
1: it's
0: outdated. We're
1: like, we're like 47 employees now.
0: Holy cow. You guys are crushing it. I love it. Buyer's list and how strong one can and how a strong one can generate 70 to 80 deals in a month, automating it and how you can explode. Boom, man, you got so much stuff. Where do you want to begin?
1: Dude, you know, I, uh, I'm I'm happy to begin anywhere. Typically, uh, you know, some of your audience may know of me, um, and if, uh, if they do, sorry if this is redundant. Um, uh, for those of you who don't, you know I'm, I'm Jamil. I'm the president, co-founder of Kegely. Uh Keegley is a, a, a large volume wholesale operation. So we're based out of Phoenix, Arizona. We're in nine markets, um, Tampa, Orlando, Salt Lake City, Vegas, Atlanta, Georgia, uh, Jacksonville, Tucson, Phoenix, um, we're uh, Houston, Dallas. <laughs> we're 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 growing. We're uh, about two months away from franchising, um, which is just crazy to me. I you know I never I never saw that coming around the corner, but it's here. Um, we're loving it, man. We we're really just uh, we're what it looks like when you scale an operation and automate it. And um, uh, for those guys that that you know are out there doing one or two or three deals a month. I mean that's where we started, right? So when when we formed Keegley, the principles of Keegley were doing around three deals a month, and by putting together the different things that we could each do well, um, we've been able to scale this to a place where you know seventy-five to ninety houses is is, is a real thing.
0: Wow! So let's back up. Let's back up, and let's talk okay. about you know how long you've been investing, why you started investing and what you've been doing in that time frame
1: between you know, the start and where you're at now. Cool, so I got into real estate in 2002, and uh, I got into it by accident. Uh, my business partner at the time, I was actually an owner in a company where we built websites, it was a, a media company, it was in 2002, so when websites weren't a thing, you know what I mean, like, people really didn't, didn't know, they didn't know they needed them for their businesses, um, right. really the internet was, was like, was pornography and, and, uh, and AOL chat. At Is that it time. still not? Uh, okay. So it's like, <laughs> but, but you know, back in those days, right? So we would be building these, these, um, websites that we'd sell for six, we'd sell for 600 bucks and they'd cost us 700 to make. Right. So like totally stupid. I'm listening to my business partner and his dad talk and they're discussing, a property uh, that they were involved in where they built this duplex. How long ago was this? 2002. 2002, okay, I think you said that. Go ahead. And, they, um, and they made $160,000 on this sale, right? And, you know, I'm, I'm literally slaving away to lose a $100 every website I sell. And I'm overhearing this conversation and I can't help but interject and, and try to get involved in it. And it kept getting pushed away by them, you know, saying, listen, man, you know, you have no money, you're never going to do this. It's not for you, like, you know, but I'm still still interested and in, 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 in listening in. And I stumble into my first wholesale deal when my business partner's father is, is um, lamenting over the fact that he's looking for these building lots, these old houses in, in the town that I used to live in, Calgary, Alberta, where he could bulldoze the house and, and subdivide the lot and build a duplex, and they'd make 160 grand on them. And he, he couldn't find enough of these old homes to buy and so um, I take that as, a, as an opportunity to go out and find him one of those homes. And, you know, it's just it's like an idea that's floating around in my head. I don't know how I'm going to do it or what I'm going to do, but the next day I'm walking my dog and uh, I, I walk by a for rent by owner sign. Um, and, it, and I know that it's one of these houses he's talking about because I live in the neighborhood where these developments are happening, right? And so I call the for rent by owner sign and I ask if the seller – um, I asked if the renter, if the landlord um, would be interested in selling the house, because I knew that house had been for rent for quite some time, and they hadn't been able to rent it. Okay. And the lady was really sweet, you know, she said, you know, if I got, my, if I got the price I wanted for the house, I, I would sell it for sure. And I asked her what that was, and she said it was 350 grand. And, you know, then I asked my business partner, how much would his, dad's, his dad pay for one of these houses? And he said, he'd pay 400,000 all day. And so, right there, I knew in my head I had something, but I didn't have an idea what to do because there was no Cody Sperber, there was no Sean Terry, there was no David Dodge, there was no, you know, no one was out there telling people or sharing information or spreading the the word on how this business model can happen, right? Right, right. and I'm in Canada, too, of all places. So, like, it's not like this is, you know, we don't even have Carlton Sheets commercials on, on TV, right? It's so, like, you were in Canada in 2002 when
0: you were doing this. What part of yeah, Canada?
1: Calgary, Alberta. Okay. Um, and so, you know, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I know I can sell something for 400 I know I can buy it for 350 There's $50,000 there. I'm broke as shit. What's the next bet? So, I, I, I call lawyers, I call lawyers because I I know that attorneys convey property in, in Calgary, Alberta. And so I start calling down the list and I'm literally cold calling lawyers and no one's talking to me and no one wants to, you know, no secretary wants to pass me on to the next guy until I call one of these budget lawyers who answers his own phone. And his name is David Steed. I'll never forget him because he picked up his own phone and I was expecting a secretary and it was him. And, I, and I, he just said, tell me what, you're, what you want. And I said, this is my problem. I have these two situations. I got a seller and I got a buyer. And I have $50,000 I can make, but I don't know how to do it. Can you help? And he was like, yeah, I can absolutely help. This is what you do. It's called a skip transfer. Um, it's, a, it's a contractual instrument that we use here in, in Canada. And how, we'll, how you do this is you're going to write your contract as the buyer with your name and or assignee. And you have to write the and or assignee part on there because it's going to give you the right to assign that contract don't worry about what that means because it's technical yeah, don't worry about legal stuff <laughs> okay. so i'm like cool what he's like you're going to go to the guy who wants to buy it and you're going to write a contract where you're selling it and you're going to sell it to him for the price that he wants to pay 400 grand and then what do i do he's like then you bring both those contracts to me i'm like okay and then what i give you a check like, that simple. He's like, well, there's some things that we have to do in the, in the background, you know, for title. And you know, there's, there's extra work that I get paid for. So I'll take my piece out of that check. But, yeah, sure. essentially this is it. And, you know, he wasn't lying. Couple Did he weeks take a before. big cut of it? He took like three grand, you know. It yeah, wasn't... that's nothing, though, for 50, man. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because he showed me what to do. Yeah. Right?
0: Like, <laughs> he probably you gave know... you the contract that you used in the next ten of them.
1: Yeah, if it was like if it was the mentors of today, he would have been like, I'll take forty-seven, here's three. Right. <laughs> and, you know, That's exactly you what it would have been like. <laughs> but uh <laughs> he he let me he let me make my money and um, I was hooked, dude. I, so I I kept doing that. I was like, I'm out of these, I'm out of this website stuff, bro. I can't do this anymore. This is for the birds later. You can have the whole company. And I walked out and I uh I I literally just Um, I started by just calling for rent by owners, and I would literally do like three or four of these flips a month, and then I started noticing that these developers were, were converting old apartment buildings into condominiums, and my mind automatically went to, well, if they're bulldozing old houses to make new product, then that means old apartment buildings would be things I could wholesale to these apartment developers. And so then I just started driving around, finding old apartment buildings that have the had the for rent signs that were handwritten, you know, because I knew there wasn't a management company or anyone super, you know, sophisticated behind the other line, right? And I could have a conversation where I might be able to get somewhere, right? Um, I started flipping apartment buildings, man. I was making a hundred grand a pop flipping buildings and then the crash of 2008 happened. And um, I had, I had gotten a little ahead of myself because I had taken all the money I was making. Plus, so, you,
0: so in the beginning, I'm going to interrupt for one second. In the beginning, though, you were wholesaling either single families or apartment buildings, but you were typically dispoing those to builders.
1: Builders and developers, correct.
0: Builders and developers who would then tear and clean those lots and then yeah. start, start, start fresh. Okay, cool. Very cool. Very cool.
1: Yeah, so my mind was always like, okay, I sell projects. Right. I'm looking I'm looking for potential projects. That's what I'm doing. So I was always looking my the people I would sell to would always be the end guys going vertical, the guys who would do the project. Right. So got it. um but then I got greedy and I said, I need to be the guy doing the project. Cause I keep giving away all these buildings to these guys making a hundred grand. And meanwhile, a buddy over here is driving a Rolls Royce and I could probably do the same thing if I if I if I did this myself. And so my sister and I decided to take the funds that we had made flipping houses and apartment buildings, and and we doubled down and we bought four apartment buildings.
0: So you wanted to, to drive the Rolls Royce? Yeah, you're man. Me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I we You make a hundred thousand on a flip doing several of these, and you done did several, but from two thousand two to two thousand eight. Meanwhile, that's that was the keyword that stuck out. Meanwhile, the developer, the guy that I'm selling it to, is driving the Rolls Royce. So I'm gonna say screw yeah. this. I'm gonna find yeah. the deal, which I've already done several times and know how to do.
1: Yeah.
0: And then instead of selling it off, I'm going to do what he does. I love it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I do that. And uh, I go and I leverage myself and I ask my father and my mom to come in and, and and co-sign some construction loans for me as well. And um, we're four projects deep. We're in right in the mix of it. And everything comes to a screeching halt. Ooh, 2008 and, hits, huh? Two thousand eight hits and within six months, bro, we were upside down on every building. And six months after that, I was homeless, my mom was homeless, my dad, my sister, my niece. We all had to move into a two bedroom, one bath apartment together. Damn, bro. Shitty. It was it was garbage. Um and it's okay. That's uh that's just kind of what happened, you know, and I um I understand that, that's the the way of the world and markets are cyclical, but I was also stupid, right? I mean, I had decided I wanted to do something that I really didn't have any business doing. I, 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 I looked beyond what my skill set was and which was really identifying property for wholesalers or for wholesale. And I decided I wanted to be a developer because I thought there was more glory or glamour over there. And it wasn't right. I, I ended up, uh, um, you know making myself and my family homeless and so uh, you know fast forward from there I moved to Los Angeles I worked you know three years as a stand up comedian um, I, 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 uh, I write sketches and, and make sketch videos for funnier or Die it's a little comedy website I don't know if you ever heard of it before oh, so, I
0: know funnier or Die
1: yeah man oh, So yeah. I did that, did that for a few years um, and uh, but real estate just called me back I got I got sucked back into wholesaling accidentally um, through a random Craigslist post and, you know, fast forward to today and I, I'm running one of the largest wholesale companies in the, in the country.
0: Wow. That's crazy, man. So what did you, what did you start doing in 2008, 2009? You, you started doing the, the comedy stuff.
1: Yep. Yep. Okay. I was, I was writing, I was, you know, I was doing open mics. I was going from comedy club to comedy club, getting, you know, doing shows wherever they would book me really. Uh, uh, it's a tough world. Comedy is, 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 is probably one of the hardest things to break. Um, How many years and, did you do that, uh, that for? But I enjoyed it four years. Okay. Yep, four years. I, I, I got my stripes, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, you did, man. So 2012, 2013-ish, uh, what happened? You, you come across a random Facebook or a Craigslist post?
1: Yeah, so so what happened was I was trying to supplement my lifestyle in L.A. because I was uh, my rent in L.A. was a lot of money um, the, the real estate market was depressed in Phoenix. And I was seeing that you could buy these condos in Phoenix for like 30 grand. I would rent for 900. And, um, so I thought, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm making some money in LA now, you know, in, in comedy or doing these videos and whatnot. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to park some of my funds in these condos and I'm going to arbitrage my rent to pay for my life here. Right. So, um, so that's what my, my thoughts were. And so I started Contracting these short sales and buying these short sales and and, and then they're great I'm, I'm making money on them but there's two properties that I have under contract that I, I I didn't quite wasn't quite liquid enough to purchase at the time the short sale came to fruit and so I just wrote an ad on Craigslist and I said you know these two properties are available I added 10 grand onto each in, in price because I'd already known this model from Canada and um, within like 20 minutes man I got a call from this guy who who uh, who went and drove by the property and and said he'd take them, and so I made twenty grand. Like, in again, someone it's I'm I'm meant for this because of how easy it's been for me to kind of break into this every single time, right? Like that's the thing that's the well, weirdest it's easy part.
0: for everybody to break into it; they just don't take the initiative to right. do the simple things that you did. And I, I feel like I've had so many coaches in all aspects of life, several in real estate specifically. And the best coaches have always been the ones that teach it simple, and they instruct it simple, and they do simple. The people that are doing all this complicated stuff, you get stuck in the weeds, or you become a master at Podio, or you become, you know what I'm saying, or doing all the things that don't matter. What matters is making offers on properties, which you had done, even yeah. though you gotten yourself into trouble with more than you could handle, you had still made those offers, and sure. then you disposed them, either if that was you being the closer or finding somebody else. I mean, the business is so incredibly simple so it's not easy though that's the big difference though it's simple it's not easy we as humans make it difficult we don't we shouldn't do that though as we do everything bro as we do everything everything. so if you keep it simple it's not that hard so i love it though. i'm not arguing with you i'm agreeing with you i think that i think you've made it it's it's come easy to you and this is for all the listeners all the viewers out there it's come easy to him is because he's done the simple things that matter and most people aren't doing those. So if you could take away anything from this episode, and I know there's going to be a hundred nuggets, of course, here. Um, but the main thing is, is the business is very simple, guys. Just do the things that matter. Make offers. You can never wholesale a property if you don't have any inventory. How do you get inventory? You make a ton of offers. A ton, yep. right? Yep. And then once you get inventory, you try to sell it. If you, can't, yep. if you can't do it, you back out. You learn a lesson. Maybe you negotiate down and you can retry, Right. So many different scenarios, but it all starts with making offers, though. Jamil, I didn't mean oh. to interrupt. I just like throwing in gold oh, nuggets no. like that when I can. Love it. Love it. Um, so 2012, 2013, you came across a couple extra properties that you couldn't buy. Put them on yeah. Craigslist. Boom, twenty grand. Oh. Boom. So, like, yeah.
1: you're like, well, shit. Why hadn't I do that for the last four years, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so, and so, the guy, I, the guy who buys them for me, man. This guy, this guy has been like the angel in my life. Honestly, like, this, um, it's from Craigslist, right? This guy says to me. Hey, you know, um, so how did you get those deals? And I said, well, you know, I, I, I was, I, I bought a few of these condos and I, um, you know, I understand real estate and it, and it was easy for me. I just put them under contract. There was nothing, nothing to it. He's like, cool, man. Well, you should come check out what we're doing out in Phoenix because this is what I do for a living and, and it seems that you have a good understanding. So why don't you come hang out with me for a week and I'll show you what we do. And it's super weird, right? Like but I'm 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 in a weird place, right? I'm I'm literally like doing dick jokes for a living. So yeah, I feel totally like good. Yeah, I'm like okay, well, here's just another dick joke for me. Let's go. I guess let's get out there and see what's going on in Phoenix. And Right. And I do and I come and I meet this guy. Now, those were condos? Just to just to
0: clarify? Yeah. Yeah. So you were buying and you had bought a couple prior to this. You had bought a couple, right. you were trying to buy more, you couldn't, you had too many. Yep. And then you flip two of them to the same guy. These are condos. Okay, cool. Yeah. 30K condos, renting for $900. Yep. Um, that is a beautiful number, guys. We're looking at a 3% rule on that one, which is pretty good.
1: Pretty, pretty, good. I that. pretty good. Pretty love Pretty good. Right. And, so, and so the dude, um, he's gracious enough to hang out with me for a week. And he, I literally watched him make like 50000 bucks that week. Wow. Um, wholesaling houses. In, in like the down market, right? It's like 2012. It's not, it's like, we're, it's still crap. It's still crap everywhere. And uh, he's crushing it. And so um, I packed up my, I packed up a U haul like a week later, dude. It was my birthday, December 12, 2012. 12, 12, 12. I packed up a U haul and I drove out to Phoenix. And I moved here and I never looked back.
0: So you still own the condos in, Cal- in
1: California or did you sell you know, those off? They were, they were here in Phoenix actually. And, and, oh, okay. You, I just sold them six months ago to a hedge fund. We turned them all into Airbnbs. We got them to a point where they were actually making us like $3,600 a month each. These $30,000 condos were, were producing $3,600 a month in income. We'd ended up, we'd ended up amassing 20 of them and, uh, in the same building. And um, we ended up selling them off to a hedge fund and at about $185,000 a unit.
0: I didn't realize that hedge fund, that's a crazy return. I didn't realize that hedge funds were buying Airbnbs, but that's that's interesting.
1: There they are, dude. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Very cool. Yeah. I did yeah. not
0: know that. Wow. That alone was a story, Jamil. Jamil, that is crazy, man. Very cool. So you guys, um, so you met this buyer of these condos. You went out to Phoenix. You... A light bulb went off in your head, and you said, "I, I just got to do more of what this guy's doing because he's doing it right." You moved to Phoenix, and you haven't looked back. So, when you moved there, did you start working with him? Did you start wholesaling on your own?
1: Yeah, I was working with him. It was a, it was a loose arrangement, you know. He was um, just one of those dudes that's like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll show you what I can show you, and when, if we if we work together, cool. And if you decide to do it on your own, cool." You know, he was just he's just one of those really decent, awesome guys that that was like super helpful and, and wanted to help me and um yeah i worked with him for about a year and then i struck out on my own i was like you know this is this is great but i got to build my own buyers list i need to have autonomy i want to be able to control more of the transaction and more of the situation and thanks for everything and you know i just went out on my own and then i did that from 2013 till 2000 end of 2015 i was by myself Um, And then I meet my two partners, Josiah and Hunter. And dude, these two kids, like Hunter at the time was 19 years old and Josiah was like 22. And I was really good at that point of finding contracts and finding deals. And these two guys, they were incredible dispositions guys. And so I'd send them a deal and these guys would, would sell it within a few minutes and I realized they had something really special going on. And and the more and more we hung out and talked, the more I realized how special they were and we formed Keegley, and you know, the rest is kind of history.
0: Awesome. Tell me more about Keegley, man.
1: You guys are crushing it. So we're a disposition house. You know, we do a lot of deals. We we do our own deals. So we do some seller direct acquisitions, mainly through text messaging and calling. Um, But we've become so good at building buyers lists that we've, taken over the market in our in our city and, and and in the cities that we work in. So we've basically become the distribution or like the record label for wholesalers. Right. If you got a deal, and I've seen this happen so many times, David, like a wholesaler gets a deal under contract, um, they might negotiate it a little bit, you know, too high, or maybe they they bought it at the right number, but the deal, they just can't sell it. They don't have a deep enough buyers list. They haven't connected with enough buyers. They're they're doing the whole like, hey, I'm just going to scrape the tax record for cash transactions and then just skip trace and email people. But that doesn't work because you don't have a relationship with these guys. People's inboxes are full of stuff. No one's they just going
0: to that That is so true. People's inboxes are filled up with shit.
1: Yeah, man. <laughs> they are. Shit. I have 31,987 unread emails right now in my email box. I can see that.
0: That's crazy.
1: (laughs) I'm looking at my my little tab on my screen right there. 31,987 unread emails. That's like, that's everybody though. People have unread stuff. Like no one's opening stuff. So this whole idea that you can just blast and and cash a check, um, it's garbage. It's not true. You've got to go deep with these buyers. You have to build relationships. You've got to do this the right way. You've got to source buyers out of the box way. One of the best ways that we do, and I'll share another little nugget for your, your viewers. Yeah. So, uh, rather than scraping tax records and you know trying to find cash transactions, what we do is we, we call social media profile stacking. right? So we will take social media profiles and we'll stack those on top of different, um, different types of pages. And we'll, let's call it like medical devices, a Land Rover, Rolex, and Ferrari. If I have a person who I stack their profile over and they match, they basically match that medical device, Land Rover, Ferrari, and Rolex, I know I'm possibly talking to a doctor. So when we send them an outreach message, we'll go through their pictures and see, oh yeah, it is a doctor. Look, he does have a Ferrari. Okay, this could be somebody who would buy distressed real estate. We send them an outreach message and we say, Doctor, so and so, I'm with Keegley. We sell deeply discounted properties in, in the area where you seem to live. Would you be interested in buying a real estate deal that had somewhere between twenty and thirty percent equity on it in it the day you closed? Uh, the answer to that question, nine times out of ten, is yes. And so, so you guys are really finding yeah.
0: you're really finding buyers that aren't even looking to buy.
1: Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I love it.
1: Okay, so I'm
0: just trying to make sure I'm on the right page here. This is great. This is great. We add
1: 4,000 buyers to our list every month. Wow, that's crazy. Every month, every month, man. And so um, we have a whole department. It's called Intake. We have an entire department. that has 11 dudes in it. That's their job. That's what they do all day long. They build lists.
0: Damn. Crazy. Crazy, man. Right. So you guys are in nine markets?
1: Yes. Wow.
0: That's cool, man
1: nine markets. We're uh, about the franchise, go nationwide. It's exciting.
0: That's real exciting, man. I'm pumped for you. I'm really, really, s- truly pumped for you. That's, that's really, really cool. Well, holy cow. So tell me a little bit about the, the process of scaling from like you were, like you were saying, so I'm looking at my notes here and you were doing this on your own from 2013 to 2015 towards the end of, and then in 2016 ish or so, you met your two partners, and I've actually uh, uh, spoke to, to Josiah. I don't know the other one. I spoke to him on the phone a couple times. Nice guy. Um, I think he was looking at the St. Louis market potentially or whatnot. I'm not sure, but we, we chatted. He's a good guy. Um, but yep. anyway, you, whenever you were on your own doing you know, two to three a month or whatever, what happened when you met these two that was able to allow you guys to scale up to, to where you're at now? You had mentioned that these guys were just crushing it on the dispo. So I'd yes. imagine that you you just start saying, okay, look, the more deals I can get to them, and then that's how the partnership grew. I'd assume, absolutely.
1: And the reason that that they were able to do what they're doing so well is they're like technologists, right? I would say Keegley is a technology company before we were a real estate company, straight up. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so I'm watching them build these 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 technologies and and they're incredible like even just stacking social um profiles that's not something you can buy again there's nothing out there that does that but we do it we built we we call it salazar it's an internal piece of software that we built where we can stack social profiles on top of each other find commonalities and 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 make it a determination of who this person is
0: yeah that's pretty sweet man that that alone's a,
1: a, a valuable tool 100 percent 100 percent and so um scaling is really about leveraging the best parts of everybody in your organization right um i'm really good at 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 uh, social networking i'm really good at being able to attract a lot of deals i'm really good at at, at people you know i'm terrible at the computer i'm terrible at uh technology i'm terrible at Podio. I'm terrible at anything that requires me other than like talking on and doing these podcasts with people on my computer. This stuff, this thing never opens. I I have no interest in being in front of a computer all day, but my two business partners, they have no interest in doing what I do. They love being in front of a computer, right? That's the jam, right? And so um, scaling really takes uh, getting rid of your ego because – once you understand that you're, you, you know, you've been, you have gifts, and those are the, those are the things that you should work on. And then we're people, and so we're supposed to connect with other people with other gifts. And you can actually make other people's gifts your own by working together and collaborating. Um, that's how you scale.
0: I love it. I totally agree, man. I, what really stuck with me was that your definition of scaling was leveraging the best parts of everyone in your organization, which is. Yeah. Which is the you know the most efficient way to scale? You know, get the people doing what they enjoy doing, and what they're good at doing. Even more mm-hmm. importantly, so yeah, wow, I love that man. Very very cool. Let's talk a little bit about virtual wholesaling. Cool. Um, so my company does. You know, last year we bought ninety eight houses. This year I think wow. we we're at ninety two, but we're very not. Good. The year is not over, so we'll probably be close to a hundred this year. Everything I buy is thirty minutes driving distance from where I live and work. Okay. Uh, office is only a couple minutes from the house. So reason is, is, um, it's easy. I can go look at those or I can send somebody to look at those or, you know, so on and so forth. Um, you guys have really embraced the whole virtual wholesaling side of the model. Um, so I just want to hear some of your thoughts
1: on virtual, why you guys do it. Um, so on and so forth. So the reason why is when we, when we really started to blow up, um, in 2017, we did a thousand houses, right? And so you do a thousand houses and you're like, okay, how many of those did I actually see? Like 10, no joke, right? That's how many I actually had to like drive out to to see. Otherwise, uh, we were able to just send a photographer to get pictures or you know, send, a, send, send somebody to open the door. Like it didn't require that we spend all of the time that you would typically spend driving to a property, seeing it, doing that, talking to the seller face-to-face, like that's awesome, that's great, and some people thrive on it. But for us and, and for our model, I was seeing it wasn't necessary, right? That, yeah, you might do more deals by getting in front of people's faces, uh, or you might you might buy deeper by getting in someone's face and, and really negotiating and building rapport. You might buy it 10 grand cheaper than I did, But I'm gonna buy five more houses than than that person, right? Because I have my time. I'm not in the car driving. I'm not at their house. I'm not, you know, shooting the shit. I'm I'm really just here. I'm I'm having conversations with you over text, and then they become conversations over phone. And it's it's one of two things. You wanna sell your house and this is the price and yes or no? Yes, great. Here let's get on the phone. These are this is how the contract's gonna look. What's your email address? And then we go to contract, right? So I saw that we could do that here without ever having to go visit houses. And why weren't we doing this in markets that we weren't physically in? And so we tried. Our first try was a flop. We first tried in Las Vegas. And we drove out to Las Vegas, and we learned everything. We thought we learned stuff. And then um, we did it backwards because we started doing acquisitions. We started going out there trying to find houses, and we didn't have a good buyer's list. And so we were canceling everything, right? And that sucked, that was terrible for us because we're like, man, that's like a lot of wasted time, a lot of wasted money, and bad. And you know, it's bad on the reputation. You don't want to be those guys canceling deals. You want to be the guys performing. Sure. And and so we shut it down and we and we licked our wounds and we said, what did we do wrong? And we said, well, we built this backwards. We did this backwards. What we need to do is follow the same methodology that got us big in Phoenix. We got to build a buyers list first. Then, when that's full. Then we go out there, do acquisitions, and we go about it that way. And so that required a lot more investment on our end because we had to put manpower. We had to put, you know, just effort, money. Like it cost us a lot of money to build a list in the market, right? And sure. we, we didn't want to put that expense out first, but we realized it was the necessary thing to do. So the next time we tried, we did that in Florida, and Tampa, and Orlando. We built the list first. We went out there, started doing acquisitions, and we were crushing it. And so for us, it's just been repeating that over and over and over and over
0: again. Wow.
1: I love it. And that's,
0: that's the general consensus from what I hear from most people. You know, that, that makes the most sense. Absolutely. And I appreciate you answering that. Um, we've, we've, we've been wanting to move into several other markets. At the same time, we're building our own rental portfolio. We're up to 56 doors at this point. Or really, oh. it's like 65, but 56 roofs, I guess you could call it um so yeah that's something that we've been looking to do but we have not done that quite yet so i love it man you guys did it like on on jet fuel which is great yeah it's the <laughs> thing
1: the energy of the office it's jet fuel it's jp54 instead of coffee over
0: here is what's going on nice i love it man i love it um let's see what else do i want to get in before we end because we're running a little late but I, this has been tons of great information so it's it's all good Um automation let's talk a little bit about automation automation and how you can explode your business with it what kind of automations are you guys are you referring to and and what kind of automations are you guys using that that will help explode someone's business
1: so we automate conversations um so what we'll do is we you know we you you legally have to press the button over and over and over and over again to send out text messages you know to groups of people so we do that but it's the same message over and over and over and over and over again, right? It's just a dude pressing the button over and over. Yeah. So, so
0: we have a service that we use called lead Sherpa. I'm sure you guys yeah, are using something yeah. similar or
1: something we built, but very similar to lead Sherpa. Yeah. They're, okay, they're cool. They're, they're, they're um, they've got a good platform. Um, but yeah, it, it's exactly that, right? So, uh, you, you have to find the things that you're doing and do them times 10, right? So I was finding what's another thing that was holding my day back comping properties. Right, comping properties is like takes it can take you a terribly long time, and and if we're doing dispositions for other wholesalers in our market, people are relying on us for buy numbers. They're relying on us for what we could actually or what we would buy it for or sell it for for them. Right, so we had to be able to automate comping houses, and that's not an easy thing to do because there's so many nuances to comping. Right, um, so but we did that. We we automated comping. We automated social media stalking, <laughs> right? So we're, I was telling you earlier about how we, we stack profiles on top of, of, of different pages so that we can, we can build a, a story of who someone is and do that in such a fast way that my team doesn't actually have to do the stacking. They're just paying when we have a hit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I get you. So automating people, as
0: much as you can really is the, yeah, is the key we, here.
1: We automate the we, – we, we really automate the, the like, brute force work. And then the humans, they're the ones doing all the human-to-human the human interaction, like the, the things that require a soul.
0: <laughs> no, I get that. Yeah, because a lot of times, like online, you know, whenever you're even texting these days, like, again, with what we're using and what you guys are using, you might have seven, eight back and forth before you need to jump in. You know, 100%, you, can, 100%. you have a virtual assistant or somebody that you're paying a, a low amount of money to, to select what message goes back. But yeah, you can narrow it down to like, you know, six or eight different things that they're going to want or going to ask. Yep. And you just fill in the blank until they get to the point where they're like, let's hop on a call or yes, I want to sell or no, I don't. I mean, that's really all it comes down to. So, <laughs>
1: yep. so <you> find <laughs> I like the, it. You find those things in each department and you automate it and uh, uh, it, it changes everything.
0: Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. I love it, man. Well, I want to appreciate, I, I want to say, I, I, I appreciate your time and I thank you for coming on. you Jim- and uh, it has been a pleasure. Guys, if you want to learn more about Jamil um, or Keegley, go check him out. I'm assuming it's Keegley.com.
1: Yep, our uh, website, Um Social media is the best way to, to interact. I, I, I actually respond to DMs. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't, but I do. Um, my company also... If you're a wholesaler and you're struggling to like really scale, or you're trying to figure out something that's broken in your business, and you want some advice from someone who's seen it, um, we will give you a, a free. I mean, either me or someone in my office would love to chat. We'll give you like a free uh, assessment. You know, we'll break it down. We'll ask you questions, figure out what you're doing, um, and see if there's anything that we can do to help. And so, if you reach out to me on Instagram, my Instagram handle is at JD. A M J I at J Dam or follow us at Keegly at K E Y G L E E at J Dam at Keegly. Follow me on Instagram. Follow uh, Keegly on Instagram. Send me a DM. Tell me you'd like us to help you out. And uh, I'd be happy to give you an hour of mine or my, my teammates time to, to assess what's going on in your guys' business.
0: Wow. You guys <laughs> heard it directly from the man Jamil himself. Yeah. So reach out to him on Instagram at J D A M J I or at Kegley or go check him out on his website as well, guys. com. That's K E Y G L E E.com. Saying that right. Yep. Got it. Okay. All right, guys. Well, we are going to end with th- that note. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions for Jamal, reach out to him directly. Jamal, again, we appreciate your time today. Thanks for coming on. Lots of gold nuggets. That's what we love. Until next time, guys, signing off. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. To jumpstart your real estate investing career,